Hi, this is Eileen Perez. You're listening to the CBH Podcast. Mm, good morning. Good morning. It's Thursday, September 30th. That's the last day of September. Man. How is it already October 2021? Oh my God. Uh, back in Chicago this morning, I have a uh, Macbeth, Macbeth number three tonight. Um, looking forward to that. Uh, I just got back. I'm, I'm, I mean, I got back yesterday, but um, I flew four out of six days, and I have flown <laughs> six out of the last uh, 12 days. <laughs> and uh, it's too much. It's probably too much. I'm, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, an easy trip home, but uh, it's too much. I'm not used to this. Usually I just stay put. I usually go on a gig and I just stay, I usually just stay for the whole thing, you know, maybe one trip home if it makes sense. But um, uh, normally the schedule doesn't really allow for a full, uh, a couple of full trips places. Uh, um, this schedule is funny. I'm not really sure why. But, um, you know, even just going home this last time, kind of, it, I was home for so many days that it really felt like uh, I was home. I didn't feel like I was in a stop in. It was sort of like I jumped right back into real life. I was, um, you know, driving to school and having having family dinners and you know things like this. Just like like um, it it didn't feel like I was staring at my suitcase. Like I gotta go. I gotta go. This was this was like home. So it was it was a little bit jarring to leave yesterday, and it always happens so quickly. The 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 day you leave and and catching flights and saying goodbye. It's always so quick. Um, it can kind of be a bummer. And I was just having a lot of thoughts about this, a lot of thoughts about uh, balance, really. Uh, what's the balance here? Um, you know, we, we sat home for so long. The whole point of this podcast was was to get into uh, the reasons why why it was hard to be home, you know, really, missing missing work. And now we're back. We're, we're fully back. Uh, I can, I can, I can... Um, you know, I, I I go home after this gig, and I and I've planned it very specifically to be home for a while and just do concerts in in Washington and a couple of trips up to New York to get some work done. But uh, uh, after that, after that uh, time, when I leave for um, uh, when I leave for Paris to sing Don Giovanni, I'm I'm it, it's a long stretch, man. I, it's like nine months, and um, you know it's tough. I've spent so much time with my people. Um, I've spent so much time with my boy, uh, you know, all of COVID, I just got all this time with him and, and got to watch him grow and, and change and learn and all those things and, and bond. We, you know, we frankly had a, had a great bond that we, that we hadn't really known that well. Uh, and so coming back on the road, it was, it was, it was tougher to come back on the road than it was to leave the road in a way. Um, you know, reality is setting back in of, of my schedule and, and so just trying to like figure it out, trying to think about it, trying to, uh, you know, a, a friend said something really smart to me and he says, well, who do you work for? Who do you work for? And I had to think about it, you know, um, uh, I, I work for, I work to support my family and I work to uh, maintain my brain because I have to do something and I work for my retirement account, you know, that's, those are my bosses. Those are my bosses, and um, uh, or masters, as he put them. Um, and and uh, you know, 
it's it's easy to you know for so long for so long coming up it's like a decade really it really was a decade from the time i left school and and then 10 years went by if i had a free moment and somebody wanted to have me sing in that free moment i said yes i always said yes and you would just go 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 overlapping 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 and and you you kind of had to i i had this conversation with rolando viazon in a in a german bar in munich and we were sitting down and and he was really candid with his um struggles his vocal struggles and was and was not i'm not saying anything out of school here i mean he was very he's been very forthcoming about his uh uh voice troubles and and um he, he he said, you know, early on, you had to say yes to everything. You had to. If you don't say yes, somebody else is going to say yes, and then, and then you don't. Our whole goal was to become professional singers, and so if you had a free moment, you didn't think about balance. You just thought about sing, 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 sing. Go get the job. Work, work, work. Gig, gig, gig. And 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 that that mentality is hard to change. You just want to go. You want to produce. You want to. You want to make a lot of money. You want to make a lot of money for the agent. You want to be in the right place at the right time, singing the right things, standing next to the right people. And so no is never the answer. <laughs> Frankly, no is never the answer when you're young. And if you, have a good, uh, if you have a good team, if you have a good agent, they make sure not to put you in anything that you're not going to succeed at. You know, you don't, you know, if you do three things in a row that aren't right for you, you're going you're gonna to implode. But in my case, I was always singing things that were very appropriate at the time. And I, and I could just be as busy as, as I wanted to be. And I was. I, I It was easy. I didn't have the, you know, my wife was with me on the road, so I wasn't, I wasn't, um, it was fun. It was a good time. It was life in the fast lane. You know, now my son is uh, in second grade, and my wife stays home, and, and um, the they have their life there. They have a schedule there. They have um, a routine there, and uh, I I got to be a part of it for COVID. You know, I was I was there and and involved in doing and doing the things that were helpful and and uh, you know I'm uh, fully back now, fully back now. And so the balance is trying to trying to understand how to not go 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 go. Uh, although that is still very much an instinct, uh, it's hard to turn that off. And, and, um, especially after, you know, sitting for a year and not working, you think I got to catch up. I got to catch up. I got to do everything. I got to say yes to everything. I got to do everything. And, 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 um, it's a funny thing. It's, it's, um, it's right there. It's right behind my eyes. When I close my eyes, I see this, uh, what are you doing to balance a little bit? Uh, you know, and I can point to places in my schedule I like to keep certain times free. I like to keep July as free as possible, uh, you know, and go visit family and travel around and, and that kind of thing. Um, but you know, these things keep coming up. You want to you want to have a singing career. You're going to be busy. You you know, if you want to be if you want to be popular, if you want to if you want to do well, if you are doing well, it it just it's self perpetuating. Um, it should be a moment where you're where it's going so well, you can be choosy. And, and in a lot of ways, I can. I can pick projects. Um, but it's very difficult for me when I see a five-week break and somebody says, hey, you want to come do this? It's really hard not to say, of course, I'm free, of course. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, 
it's a new part of life, really. It's it's a it's a shift. I I can't. I just can't go and do things that I'm not excited about, and I especially can't do things I'm not excited about in Europe. I just can't. Uh, it's too far away. You're too you're too removed from home life. You're too removed from the people that need you and the people that you need. Uh, the the time differences is awful. Uh, I really can't see myself going to Europe unless it's just major, major work. And so I have turned some things down recently and have switched, moved the schedule around a bit and just said, this, this needs to go. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to jump out the window if I have to go do this. And, and it, I think it surprises uh, uh, casting agents or, or, or my European agent. I think it surprises them when I say, no, I'm just not interested. And, and that's a hard thing to say. You know, you, you, I think a casting agent sees that you're free and they make you an offer, and then if you turn it down, they're like, what? <laughs> I think there's some surprise uh, that you might turn it down because you're just not interested in the project. Uh, and it's a weird place to be because I think if you say no enough times, you know, I, I, I used to get a, an offer from, from one company in Europe. It seemed like twice a year they would offer me something. And I was never, you know, never available. Europe only goes two years out, and, and America goes five years out. And, and so... Uh, I would I would book five years out, and and if you just happen to have a hole in your schedule and it worked out, you could you could go sing in Europe. And but um, you know I had one company in Europe, a great company, and they would offer me. It seemed uh, literally seemed like twice a year for years. Uh, they would offer me good stuff, and it just couldn't. We couldn't get the schedule together to make it work. And and finally they they stop asking. They just stop asking. Uh, and this is a fear. This is a this is a thing. You don't uh, you don't want to turn down some major company. Um, uh, you think, well, they're just going to, that'll be it. They won't ask again. You know, it's hard. I feel like I want to please everyone. I want to make everyone happy. I want to make everybody who's on the payroll, a lot of money and, and just produce, produce, produce. But, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going through the balance of it. I'm trying to think about the balance of, of all of that and, and, uh, sort it for myself. And my, my friend really said something really smart and he was just like, well, who's your master? Who do you work for? And, and that helped, that helped clarify it a little bit. Um, I do feel responsibility to opera companies that have been good to me. I do feel a responsibility to the agents who believed in me when I wasn't making them money. Um, and I'm not, I'm talking about my European agents. I've had three different European agents now. Um, uh, my general manager, my, my, um, my my manager here in America. I mean, uh, you know that's a that's a that's a for real partnership. That's somebody who is looking out for my my very best interests. And so when I say, look, I just I need to keep this time free. There's no question. She immediately says, of course, and that's the end of it. But you do if you say no enough times, uh, people get disinterested, and and that's um, something to be considered. And and when I'm experiencing opera in America, and you can see. It's not, I mean, you know, you, we can all paint this beautiful rosy picture, but the reality is um, many opera houses in America are shortening their seasons. Fewer performances, fewer productions. That's the direction. And, and so uh, the writing is on the wall there. We, you, can't, you can't deny what, what the trend seems to be. Um, there's still a lot of work to go around, but you you know we used to show up for eight performances and ten performances, and now it's more like six, and sometimes it's five, uh, and that's um, that's a reality. And so to that end, you if you're going to be a professional singer, 
in this world, if you're going to be a professional opera singer in this world, you're going to have to work in Europe. That's the bottom line. And you should want to. You should want to work in Europe. Uh, and I love it there. I love it in Paris. I love it in Munich. I love it in London. These are, these are incredible places to go and work. Uh, uh, but there's, a, there's a, a balance for me that I'm trying to figure out. And it really just, it can only be things that I'm wildly interested in. This is a luxurious problem to have. <laughs> but I see my boy and I see life going by. And, and he's um, seven and a half. And that happened quickly. And in probably the same amount of time, uh, that'll, be, that'll be the major influence that I would have had over him. Um, not that I'm some great, fantastic influence, but, uh, but um, you know, what are we supposed to do with kids? What, what is our job? What's our job? Our job is to make sure that they can uh, enter society and be functional and produce and not be a leech and, and to be able to support themselves and go off into the world. That's really, that's really kind of our whole job. I kind of remember my dad saying that. Our job is to prepare them for life. Uh, you know, and you're supposed to love them, enjoy them, and all of those things. And I'm not discounting the other part of being a parent, but your your job description is to care for this thing and make it able to function in the world. And and probably in like I said, he's seven and a half. So seven and a half years from now, he's fifteen. Uh, you know, it's just they have their friends, they have their partners or boyfriends and girlfriends or whatever, and that stuff is really important at that age. I remember, you know, I I. I I wasn't like hanging out with my parents at 15. I was, I couldn't wait to go be out with my people, with my people, my age doing fun things and learning that way. Um, your, your parents' influence from 15 to 18 is limited because you just limit your time with them. Uh, and that's, you know, that's sort of, if you did it right, I guess you don't have a 25 year old still living in your house. That's a nightmare, but uh, I guess I think I was 21 when I left my my parents' house. I went to college uh, nearby. I stayed home for college. I, I still lived in my parents' house for college because I just didn't have the money to do anything else. Um, I wasn't going to go away. Nobody was going to pay that bill but me, and I didn't have the money. So I, I went to a state college and stayed home uh, and paid for it myself. And, and um, you know, free room and board. And my parents were great. They were not in my business. They were not... You know, there was never, I never had a sense of, I got to get out of here. I never, I never felt like that. Um, I would have dinner with them all the time. We had a nice, it was a good time in our, in our relationship because I, uh, I got to know them in a way that was, that was more adult, you know, more, more adult time. They weren't questioning what I was doing because I was working hard. I was, I was very focused to, to do well in school so I could, so I could move on with this career that I had envisioned and, and they were very supportive of that. And so that was a nice time. That was a, but, but I, but I left at 21 and I couldn't, you know, there was no point what, that I was ever going to go back. Um, uh, I was very happily broke for a long time because I was under my own roof, uh, you know, on your own steam. And, and, um, uh, that's, that's, that was very rewarding to me. Uh, I didn't want to owe anybody anything. You know, my, my parents were very good in, in teaching me about money because they just didn't give it to you. There was no free cash. Um, very rarely, very, very rarely was there was there just cash handed over. It uh, almost never happened. And um, uh, and so if I did borrow money, which I hated to do, uh, but there were times when you know I had a car and if it needed some repair, my my um, 
uh, I had to pay for it. And, and I didn't have the cash to do it. And so, um, uh, my dad would, would, would take care of it. And then an IOU would go on the refrigerator and I could just see it. I could just see this IOU and the 200 bucks or 400 bucks and whatever it was. And it would just sit there and I would see it every day, every day. I would see this and it would make me nuts. Uh, this idea of owing somebody some money, it made me crazy. And so I would work very hard to get rid of it. And, and, um, it was a great lesson. It really was a great lesson. Uh, you know, your instinct with your children is to just give them everything, pay for everything, take care of it, take care of it, take care of it. But you're, you're doing them a terrible disservice. They need to know how to fly on their own steam. Um, that's, I think that's our job. And, and, and in getting back with all this balance stuff, I want to be around to make sure that, that he is learning this, this part of life. Um, because my instinct when I go home is to spoil. My instinct is to take care of everything, to give him everything he wants. My instinct is to, to make up for lost time with money. <laughs> Just throw money at it. <laughs> He'll remember you being a good dad if you just give him everything. But I, I think that I'm doing a, uh, I would be doing him a terrible, terrible disservice in life if I just showed him that daddy will take care of everything. That's, um, that's not the way to do it. You know, someday he can have all my money, but um, I need to teach him how to how to fly on his own. Uh, yeah, that that IOU was very effective. I I don't, I don't know where they came up with it. Uh, my, my, my parents didn't necessarily have the money to be, to be thrown around like that. And so maybe they, they needed me to pay them back. Probably they did. Um, and so that, um, that, that may have been born more out of necessity than, than to learn a lesson, but, but either way, lesson was learned. Um, I do not carry debt to this day. I can't stand it. I can't stand the idea of owing anyone anything. It makes me nuts. Uh, the only debt that I'm comfortable with is uh, your mortgage. That's the only one. That's the only one. That, that's leverage borrowing. You know, you can you can uh, you can borrow money to make money there. That makes sense to me. That's a financial thing. They, they, people very very rarely lose money on real estate. They don't always make a ton of money, but they very rarely lose money. And so I like leverage borrowing to improve your life. But I would never never buy a car in anything but cash. I've never done it. I never will do it. The thought of financing something makes me ill. Oh, I use a credit card every day. I use my, my United uh, Visa card constantly, exclusively, uh, to get miles, but not once in, uh, what am I, 40, almost 43, you know, in my, in my um, 20, 24 years of living on my own, not once have I ever carried a credit card balance to the next month. I just can't do it. I won't do it. I cannot owe somebody money. I won't do it. It makes me nuts. And I, and I think that's a good lesson to learn. I like to talk about money here. I have a lot of friends who are, who are, um, they just weren't taught, you know, plenty of people don't come from very much. And then, and then they have a big successful upper career and they're, and they're swimming in cash suddenly. And they think, Oh, I can have all of the things I was never able to have before. And they start spending thinking that this is just going to keep going on and on and on. And, and, um, I try to get right in their heads. Like you, <laughs> this is the time to be saving. 
if this is the gravy years, these are the earning years, these are the saving years. you got to sock it away fast and hard. <laughs> anyway, struggling with balance issues this morning. And so I bring them here because um, that's, that's what this is here for. It's, you know, sometimes I come here and I sit down with bullet points and I go, I want to make sure I talk about this, I want to talk about this and talk about this. But really, sometimes I just need to remember why I did this. And it was to get, get not get rid, but just, you know, hash out the things that are, that are in my, um, it's not troubling me. It's just in my brain. You know, ever, you ever have trouble sleeping and you can't stop thinking about something? You have to write it down. That's the trick. Just get up, get a piece of paper and a pencil and literally write it down and put it somewhere you'll see it in the morning. And then usually you can go to sleep. Your brain has to trust that you're not going to forget something. That's usually why you're dwelling on something so much. Uh-uh. Uh, that's my trick anyway. And and part of that, trying to sleep well, which I've never <laughs> never really done in my life, uh, is using this this medium here to, to find that. Anyway, balance balance this morning. That's what we're doing. I love you for listening. This is the Thursday show of the CVH podcast. Um, being heard in 45 different countries to almost a thousand different cities. Um, I, I do appreciate you listening. And um, everybody have a great weekend. I'm going to have a couple shows and uh, we'll see you on Monday. Okay. Thanks. Bye. All and out of touch with all my Friends are somewhere getting wasted Hope they're staying glued together I've arms for them Take another sip of them Floats around and takes me over Like a little drop of ink in a glass of water Touch with all my